1: Hey, cheaters, and welcome to the always cheating fantasy Premier League podcast. My name is Josh. I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, how are you?
0: Hello, darkness, my old friend. It's Brandon. It's
1: come to claim your game week again.
0: Dark. The darkness has come to claim my game week. Yeah. I'm going to initiate an emergency session of renaming Brandon's team <laughs> because holy crap, it is go- it, it is rolling downhill at mm. such. A speed that I cannot control it anymore.
1: <laughs> it's only what two two red arrows in a row. It's not that simple. four
0: four red arrows in a row for four me. Four in I, a row. Wow. Yeah, it, it's a bit of a spiral, and I I hinted at this when I cracked the top one hundred k game wing twenty six, mm-hmm. uh, and I think I said this as much on the podcast. Like, well, you know, this is not to say that I'll stay in the one in the top one hundred k. Sure, um, and sure enough, it has been a steady, a steady regression
1: <laughs> yeah. since then. Yeah, I have to say, I was surprised when the you know I guess it, it just shows what a what a bubble it is. You know, like we live in New York, we live in a New York liberal bubble. Uh, I think we also live in a bit of a fantasy bubble because when the average points came through and it was forty one, that seemed high to me. You know, I, I thought I had a, a like a, a reasonably okay game week, not not great by any means, but. Uh, I finished on 40 points and I was like, 40 is solid, you know? And yeah. it was like, I felt like a decent return. I was looking at our mini league and, you know, I'd say 40 is probably in the top five scores in there. We've got about, what, like 20 managers in our league. Um, yeah. And then to see, yeah, 41, I, I guess, you know, it must be just a lot of people have Man City players. And even with uh, even with Aguero not playing, I think that um, a lot of people have Sterling, a lot of people have Otamende or Kyle Walker. I think Kyle Walker is still one of the most owned defenders in the league, so um, just a lot of people in 6 player I, I would there. say d-
0: also don't underestimate how many Manchester United fans are out there, casual or not, who... I mean, Marcus Rashford is got to be in a lot of Game Week 1 teams that have ghosted. At this point.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true, but the average was like 30 yesterday, and then it jumped up like 10 points today. And 10 points, e- even with auto subs, I feel like 10, 10, 10 points is a pretty big jump, so... I yeah, feel like a, I lot, guess, a lot of that has to be, uh, um, yeah. you know, Man City players.
0: And a player we're going to have to talk about from here to Game Week 38 is probably uh, David Silva, a guy who... Ooh, David Silva. Like David that. Silva. <laughs> uh, who had, like, one of the cheekiest first halves of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, like, never a must-own, but yeah. if you had him, you were doing quite well. And it's, then he... Disappeared for his personal issues, but now he's back and um, going into wild card season. He may be a must-have.
1: Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, I guess it. The I mean, whole considering Man City, we have to consider the yeah, double game weeks, obviously. Exactly, but. and I, you know, I don't think we should talk too much about Man City. Really, anyone who's who's, who's not playing in Game Week 31 because it's such a it's such a tricky week. We're going to get all into that in just a couple of minutes here. But um, yeah, I mean, with the with the you know, I I, I was talking to someone. Um, on Twitter uh, earlier this week, when I was doing my my advice shop, and uh, you know, I was saying that you know, uh, actually I actually was talking to Ben, who's um, in our in our personal mini league, um, and I was saying that the way that you manage Man City is really going to be, um, it could be the key to your season, you know, like which Man City play because you know they're just they're they're going to have the league sewn up in like two more weeks, um, and they might be playing for the I mean, there's you know, very good chance they're what in the Champions League semifinals, or they mm-hmm. could even make the finals. Um, you know there's just a good chance that there's going to be a lot of rotation you thankfully they're not in the FA Cup finals that does that does eliminate a little bit of concern and they're about to take a 3 week vacation effectively um although obviously some of their players will be playing on the international break so um yeah i think we're going to have to so, talk a lot about that and at some point them.
0: Josh they will have to play in the club world cup
1: one can't forget that exactly that that <laughs> looms uh, looms large <laughs> yeah so, um, so, okay. So let's talk about your, so I, 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 guess I'll just, I brought up my 40 points. I'll just quickly talk about my game week. Um, it was, um, it was okay. Um, I, it was very frustrating to me cause I made two, two, two things happen that were really frustrating. One was, um, I was really on the fence about my, my, the, my, my bench lineup and I had, um, because I, I had Martina and I, I thought there was a pretty good chance he wouldn't play. And so I was really debating between, um, between Cedric and Fernandez as the first defender um, off the bench, it's real and, Sophie's choice. Yeah, there. I know, but Fernandez has played pretty well this year, and um, you know, I was actually I was looking at the um, the gamblers' odds, like the um, the clean sheet odds for the game week, and uh, Southampton actually had a slightly better chance of keeping a clean sheet, and so I thought, all right, you know what, let's. It felt like it felt like a coin flip, really, and of course, yeah. um, Southampton get uh, annihilated. I mean, they, you mm-hmm. know, they look so bad that their manager gets fired today. Um and conceded a goal About like time. yeah I mean I got to the bar at like ten o one and they had already conceded a goal and I was like well there's that's a disaster
0: um and then <laughs> you did the Grandpa Simpson uh, hang up the hat and immediately yeah, heel yeah, turn and the, the take the hat
1: exactly um and and then but you know and I was like you know that thing where like you kind of like you make a mistake and then you're like, well, I don't want the other, like the player I would have played yeah. to do well just to feel Absolutely. better about it. So I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, Jordan Ayo gets a red card in like in the eighth minute of the game. That's cool. That Surely, was fun for me. Yeah, exactly. Fun for you. Uh, I think he was one of the most transferred in players this week, um, you know, going into this week. And so I was like, well, there's no way they're going to keep a clean sheet at home or, you know, on the road for the next 80 minutes. Um, and lo and behold, you know, I think Huddersfield hit the – you know, the, the post twice, the crossbar once. I mean, it was like a, you know, comedy of errors, like how they didn't score a goal in that game. Uh, well, Fabianski,
0: yeah. I saw him. He gathered the defense together and he said, do it for Jordan.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was uh, wait, Jordan Ibe. What, what, it for Jordan Ive. <laughs> we really
0: want him to come play in Wales next season.
1: <laughs> so a no, uh,
0: Swansea defense was pumped up yeah, after yeah, that uh, yeah. final whistle. It was really interesting to see. It's unfortunate they blank in game week uh, 31 because they're in
1: pretty good form, all things considered. Yeah, that, that is very true. Um, so what else happened? Ben Shillwell got me a late assist. That 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 helped. Uh, Marcus mm-hmm. Alonso, uh, the most frustrating moment. It actually might've been the, like, one of the more frustrating moments of the season for me. Um, and I know that seems like a total exaggeration, but it was just something about watching that game and he, you know, should have got an assist, you know, Giroux did a bunch of Gir- Giroud stuff and just kind of show why he's not a world-class striker. <laughs> um, and, uh, he'll do that. He, he'll do that. Yeah, exactly. That's why he was available for 10 million mid season. Um, God, even on a, a weekend when Arsenal win 3 0, I still find a way to kind of you know, you know, rag on them a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, they basically you know, Chelsea switched off the last 10 minutes and and uh conceded a really insane goal. I mean, I, I don't it, know how it, that goal yeah. gets scored,
0: it was remarkable. Crystal Palace looked like they wouldn't have a chance <laughs> of scoring. I mean, it, <laughs>
1: Yeah, I like <laughs> what to yeah, Kate, uh, my wife, so I was home for that final match and my wife had to see I like I literally like slumped to the floor. Like I was like I fell on the ground.
0: I was at your apartment that night and Kate looked at me and she said, you see that carpet right there? Josh was (laughs) face down on that carpet seven hours ago. I
1: wasn't banging my hands and, you know, it wasn't like a full toddler fit, but it was, I slumped down and then I immediately got on Twitter to start complaining. And, um, and, you know, as I've discovered when you complain to the FPL gods, they reward you. Uh, And I got uh, 13 points from Qatarian the next day. Um, and, uh, and then I got six from Sterling. Of course I got nothing from Callum Wilson. Um, but that was enough to get me to 40, which I felt like was a, uh, an okay return, all things considered. How about you, Brandon? I know you had a a not so great game week. It
0: was truly awful. It was truly awful. Um, I had two major differentials playing in the afternoon fixtures on Saturday. And this is kind of telling of where I'm at right now with my squad. Those two two major differentials were Higazi and Jordan Ayew. Mm-hmm. And um, I thought things would look decent for West Brom after they, they went up early uh, at, at home to Leicester. And Leicester, you know, they're in... They're in a strange place that team, and they they could show up and demolish somebody one week and then not show up the other. So I was cautiously optimistic the first ten minutes, and then of course Agazi ends up with zero. Right, Jordan Ayu with a ridiculous red card. Um, that one was pr- kind of a well, it was a very sour taste because nobody likes a minus two from someone who they're depending on for goals. Right, but. IU was going to have to be gone after this game week anyway, so right, um, there are those red cards that really just totally disrupt your transfer planning. This one, at least, there is no knock-on effect right. from that. Right. So I'll be I'll move, be moving IU for game week thirty one. We'll we'll get to that a little bit later. Sure. Can you give us um, a hint?
1: What is his What is the player you're moving? What does his name rhyme with? Moy Mini. Um, um <laughs> is it Malam Milson? Punier. <laughs> okay, yep, yep I think I have a, a guess Who that might be So how many, so, uh, yeah, so, I mean uh, Yeah, so, uh,
0: yeah, I ended up on 25 points uh-huh. uh, Which was your question The the only, the only two returns I got Were a Ben Me clean sheet And a Raheem Sterling assist
1: Oh, we have to, by the way Do you want to talk about the other insane situation Which was, I made my one transfer this week Which was dropping WordPress And bringing in Theo Walcott And have you has, has this been a more heartbreaking loss of a goal than than losing that Walcott goal? I mean, I was
0: uh, spoke, spoken like a manager who just brought in Theo Walcott. <laughs> I, There's nothing heartbreaking about that. The only heartbreaking thing is owning Theo Walcott in your FPL squad. Right? So don't get me started on yeah, that. Yeah,
1: I know. I crunched all the numbers and I said it. I, I didn't want to bring in Riyad Mahrez <laughs> and I crunched the numbers, but I was. I really took my transfer seriously this week. I really tried to think it through and then make what I thought was the the most conservative move. I had two transfers. I only used one. Um, And instead of bringing in, I actually was going to drop Sterling for, for And so it only, that ultimately only cost me five points. Um, And I went from uh, Ward prowse to, um, to Walcott. And so, you know, you think you scored this goal. Now, granted I was, I was watching this at, at the, at the black horse bar with my, uh, the way it's set up there, it's very fixed. The TVs, they don't switch the TVs around for you, no matter how much you kvetch.
0: Um so I was There's a there is a very there's a very large man who controls the remote control. Yes,
1: exactly. Big, you, you know, Castle fan I believe.
0: Yeah, and you have to sheepishly approach him and be like, "Kind sir, would you please consider?" He's got like
1: putting eight, on the Stoke. He's can? got like nine remotes in this tub, you know. And it's like, yeah, he he just doesn't want to figure out which remote is which. I think so. He's he, also yeah.
0: usually watching something on a propped up iPad as well. He's probably <laughs> watching like like CSI Miami right, exactly. or something so like that. So
1: of course, I, and I'm there like like the good parent that I am. I bring my baby to the bar with me, and so she, she and I. It was pretty quiet. I figured it'd be pretty quiet. There was there was no like you. Know marquee match on of the for the early fixtures, um, and so uh, we're watching it. But of course, like we, we were, the TV was in the other end, and I'm watching like seven screens are showing Newcastle Southampton, like the most. Uh, you know, if I were a Newcastle fan, I'd be excited, but I'm not. And so it was just if it was kind of a boring <laughs> fixture, they were just kicking their kicking Southampton's ass the whole time. Uh, and so I see this goal, great
0: goals by Kennedy. though. I
1: see this goal in the distance. Um, I actually think I saw it on Twitter first. Somehow. Andy is like, um, Andy, uh, whatever. I can't think of his last name. Andy from the scouts Let's Cass. talk FBL. Well, yeah. Uh, let's talk FBL is like, he's like, the, you remember that show early edition, um, on CBS with uh, coach Taylor where he got the newspaper, the, no one who's not yeah. from the U S is going to know this reference, but he would like get the day's news and he'd like find out who was going to get murdered or whatever. And he'd have to go like, stop the murder.
0: Uh, It was essentially Quantum Leap, but uh, for the newspaper age. The
1: Chicago area, exactly. Uh, Specifically localized in the Chicago area. If
0: your local news (laughs) channel decided, you know what, Quantum Leap is a pretty good show. We have no budget, (laughs) but we can figure it out. We can
1: do a Chicago apartment. So will that work? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, Andy is like he knows about these goals like 20 seconds before everybody else. Even if you're watching it in real time, I like find out about the goal. Like I feel like if I were actually at the game, he would still somehow announce that goal before like I saw it happen in real time. So anyway, uh, Uh a bunch of people announced this Walcott goal and I'm like, yes. okay, great. Um, Like I the transfer has been justified. I got in at Walcott just the right time. Um, and then I was, like, convinced. I was like, he must have touched it, you know, like when it, when it got you know changed over to an own goal. And I, I have not watched close-up Zapruder tape-style film of this. I, have you watched closely to see if he touched it at all? I mean, clearly he didn't, No, right? my,
0: my week was so bad that I, I really couldn't be bothered. But, I mean, we if you want to talk about Zapruder FPL goals... Um we're referencing the the uh, <laughs> Kennedy assassination for anyone who's not moored in um uh American presidential history. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But the the Johnny Evans Gareth Macaulay goal from last season sure. that, that was the, the ultimate goal. uh Super yes. the like it touched it it touched his hair. it's Ex- yeah, got to count. Exactly.
1: So that one was that one was annoying. Um because and that, one, that was well, the first uh, goal it, in a nil-nil, too. So in theory, that could have been like an 11-pointer for, for Walcott. Uh, and then, of course, yeah. he gets injured. I thought it was his hamstring. It turns out it's probably just like a, a bone bruise a calf, or something, thanks. right? Yeah. So um, uh, I think I actually said after the game that um, he was likely to play um, next week. So that's that's encouraging. I have this, um, sure. And I had yeah. this
0: theory about Theo Walcott. This is a like Tim Cahill-esque move for Walcott. He went to get playing time because he's... Just absolutely desperate to make the World Cup squad. right This is, I mean, the, he's he's so far away from the England World cups squad. It, I feel, but um, he's going to push as hard as he can to score a couple goals to get mentioned on, you know, the football ramble. Of- yeah, yeah.
1: Um, I that's my hope. Anyway, I don't know what's going to. God, if he, he, I mean, he might make the squad. Right? It's it's possible. He's going to have to play a little better down the stretch. Um,
0: uh, yeah, I was I was generally in the same—well, I was in the same boat as you two with my transfer, and I got finally got rid of Rob Punchout Elliott uh, for Lossel with an eye toward Game Week 31. And this was definitely the week in which people who decided to go their own way thinking about the blanks in 31, um, they came out looking very good. Right. And you know, guys like Walcott and us stressing about bringing in these players, which which at least I preached on always cheating about a month ago. Every move you make should be bringing in thirty one players, so you're well stocked, and you don't have to play your free hit. It's really not worked out, sadly. No, so I in don't, the end, I don't know if there's any lesson to be learned here. Oh, because
1: I, yeah, it, I think I think there is actually. I mean, I think there's always a lesson to learn when you, learn when you play like a very template-y style and. And it doesn't work out. I mean, I think that in hindsight, if I had just decided four weeks ago or whatever, you know, whenever we decided the game week 31 was going to be a blank, I think we probably knew even longer than that, longer than that. Um, If I had just decided I was going to free hit game week 31 and spent all of my transfers, you know, building towards the double game weeks, um, I think I would be in much better shape right now. Um, you know, and we've all just been loading. I mean, I have, you know, I have Cuckoo Martina on my team, Brandon. I mean, come on. (laughs) Would you wish that on your worst enemy? Cuckoo Martina? I know he was the assist king for a while, but, you know, it's... uh,
0: Yeah, I I would wish it on my worst (laughs) enemy. And it happened. It came true. I think
1: we should get to Game Week 31 shortly here. I think we got to get right into it. So let's, I I see you've posted the Always Cheating Super League. It has been updated. So let's let's run through that uh, top 10 real quick.
0: I'll go. I'll go through it super fast, top uh, bottom to top as we do. Tenth place, Bodilas, Adrian Falk Revidal, with forty-two points. Ninth place, Football Friend FC Nick Tudhope. Eighth place, Two Girls One Schlup Andrew Ferguson. Dropping down to seventh place, it's Jergento Georgie Bajanov's squad. Sixth place, heating up, Aaron Matheson. Fifth place, moving up, it's Cruise Control. C- Cruise Control. Stevie Sunshine. Fourth place, Joe Stones for Fuksake i u Blind. Third place, Gamchester United, Graham McDonald. Shout out to my crew in Edinburgh. Second place, Crazy Coutinho, Prokker Patel. And in first place, staying strong, it's Jamal Rice. Team name. He had a pretty low game week score of 33, but... Uh, Holds tight with a, a a total score of one thousand nine hundred and thirty points. Yeah. If you want to join the Always Cheating Super League, go to alwayscheating.com. Click the League tab and hit the Auto Join button. Yeah, and
1: it's a, it's a sign of how low scores the how low the scores were kind of across the board. That I think uh, he only dropped from twelfth in the world to twentieth in the world. So uh, it didn't didn't cost him too much. You know, still a very good chance of finishing the top ten, uh, maybe even the top five. So um, we're rooting for you, Jamal.
0: Uh, Absolutely, and I also went to Barbados uh, in the summer, Jamal, and uh, you, I see you hail from Barbados, so um, get in touch. Yeah, we can let talk us know. About I, I hope he's
1: actually from Bar- Barbados, too, and this isn't one of those Christmas Island-style <laughs> style jokes. <laughs> um, all right, so um, let, let, we have a couple of rants, though, first, Brandon, because there's a lot of frustration this week, a lot of things to get frustrated about. I mean, we talked about the... You know, the Walcott, you know, lost goal We talked about the the clean sheet conceded We talked about uh, we even There's a lot of stuff we didn't even talk about We even talked about the one-pointer from Kane, right? So here's a couple more uh, rants of the week uh, Welsh gooner, Roger Kendrick Just made my stomach hurt <laughs> There's just a lot to be frustrated about But kind of in a fun way Because it felt like it hit all of us equally, you know? Thank God yeah. that Salah didn't get, like, 16 points, right? If he, that would have been was, I think it was actually probably his worst game of the season Uh, Mo Salah I mean don't you think I mean you know he's on the road at Man United so you know I'm not gonna you know you can't come down on them too hard but it was not a not a great performance they
0: yeah it it was not a vintage Liverpool this season performance I would say that Ashley Young was putting in some incredible shackles on Salah so uh, they he just kind of I think that they knew it wasn't going to be their game
1: Rants of the Week, Brandon Welsh, Gunnar, Roger Kendrick says, I did the smart thing and brought in Aguero before he got injured again. That's tough, Roger.
0: Oh, my God. I feel like we got past that point of just weird Aguero injuries. Now the only thing that would take Aguero out of a game week was like a taxi wreck <laughs> in uh, Portugal yep. or wherever it was yep. that he was. <laughs> So the good old days are back again. Random Aguero injuries.
1: Karen Potty says, I'm evaluating my very sane FPL choices going wrong every which way. My wrong captain choices officially cost me at least 80, 80 overall points. Kill me now. Rant over. Um, oh, my, I feel like my wrong captaincy choices have cost me well more than that. Closer to <laughs> two, two 300 points this year. Uh, you yeah. know, God, I mean, I wish I would have just, I mean, in hindsight, you know, just... If I had just stopped, if I had just, you know, not made a transfer for like the last twenty weeks, but had just captained Mosala every single game week, uh, yeah. I would probably have more points in my team than I do right now.
0: It's funny. It's it's one of those. The answer was right under your nose the whole time. Sort of like Kaiser So Mosala is the Kaiser Sose of the captaincy <laughs> right now. Like he was in your office the whole time. You could have arrested him.
1: Um, all right. Uh, why don't you read the next one, Brandon?
0: Okay, and the next rant comes from, oh yeah, I see why you threw this one to me. <laughs> Name is Cajolique. Uh sorry about the pronunciation there. So, rant is getting Walcott and Siggy in preparation for game week 31 and Captaining Kane at Bournemouth. Of course, I'm Z I'm it's like the Sorloth <laughs> O or the surlot O here. i'm 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 a surlot O away from uh, taking hits now. Zaha and Sirlot, here I come. So uh, much to talk about Crystal Palace and other games sure, with 30, sure. 31 teams coming Our up. Our
1: Lord and Savior, Lord Surlot.
0: And the last rant here comes from Peter Oleksi, who says I was planning to move Ramsey to David Silva, but then I was advised by a certain podca- podcast hosting Mikatarian owner to keep my Arsenal player for one more week. So that's you, Josh. You're <laughs> keeping Mkhitaryan, where poor old Peter is keeping Ramsey. Uh good for Josh, Peter says. Bad for me. Thankfully Tompkins with his massive zero point haul <laughs> off the bench to save my game. Like okay. classic. Classic L- rank. Listen,
1: there was a like Silva was probably like fifty fifty to play on Monday, right? I mean he is like he's been totally in and out of that squad. I know he's in good form, but uh could you really have recommended why, who would have thought that Ramsey wouldn't play? He played in the Europa League, and I didn't know that like Wenger was going to prioritize the Europa League so much he's just not going to play Ramsey in regular fixtures anymore. I mean that's just completely bizarre um,
0: This is the real Ramsey. We have seen the fake Ramsey over the over the last few seasons. the Ramsey that plays in every starting eleven the Ramsey that scores mm-hmm. goals, the Ramsey that is a good arsenal mm-hmm. player um But the real Ramsey, we we see you. (laughs) We see you not starting games. We see you not boosting up FPL managers. You know, I
1: I offer high-quality, game-week-saving advice every week in the Always Treated Advice Shop. You know, the people I give advice to, they almost never respond back. But the one time, Brandon, this is the first time all season I've given a bad piece of advice. It wasn't even bad advice, actually. It was great advice. It was perfect advice, <laughs> but Arsene Wenger sure. screwed me again.
0: Yeah, you can't you can't be asked to control Arsene no, Wenger. No, nor can the Arsenal board.
1: No one can. He's manager for life.
0: <laughs> All right, so those are the rants. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and talk about the the blank game week thirty one.
1: <laughs> Makes it sound like there's no fixtures. <laughs> there are no
0: fixtures. We're going to talk about no fixtures here in a minute. <laughs> A big announcement, Josh, for Starting Eleven, our friends at Starting Eleven, the greatest and newest daily fantasy game for the Premier League, they have officially launched a cash game in the UK. So if you have an iOS or Android phone, you can now play a cash gambling daily fantasy game on your phone in real time while you watch Pixel the Premier League. 2, games. 2. That is kind of an iPhone
1: 10, Pixel 2, other phones. I only know those two phones. Sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean if, if you can get if you can somehow pirate your Zoom device
1: to get an
0: Android OS on there then
1: maybe How you can. How many contemporary phones can you name? I I really think I could only name those two. Is there a Motorola? Is there still like a Motorola Razor? Is that still a thing?
0: Yeah, you've got the, the <laughs> Razer, you've got the any clamshell phone I can think of. Can
1: you play on a Nintendo Switch? I don't know. Okay, anyway, yes. If you're in the UK on iOS and Android phones, you can now play cash games. It's super awesome. And, Brandon, when you and I go to the UK uh, this fall, we're going to play some Starting 11 with, uh, with some of our UK friends. Uh, yeah, oh, that's yes. right. And uh, that is going to happen, by the way. You and I, like, we're, we already, like, have... We've got money put aside for it. Like it's it's definitely gonna happen. So we've just gotta figure out the, the game week we're gonna do it.
0: If you wanna have some awkward conversations, <laughs> come join Josh and I when we talk about Oh my money. god,
1: it's it's horrible. It's truly really horrible. <laughs> But what's not awkward
0: is talking about money with Starting Eleven. Just go to starting11.io for more information, <laughs> or download the app for free. Yeah. <laughs> you don't have to play. You don't have to play the cash game. You can just play the Starting Eleven for fun. But you know it's more fun if you're playing for cash. Yeah. Uh, just just go to your Android or uh, Apple App Store and search for Starting Eleven.
1: Cash games will be available soon in the U.S. and Canada, and then I think. Uh, from there, it's just going to keep moving on to to more to more uh, countries. Um, but you know, our, our, we actually have more listeners from the UK than we do from the US. So, uh, get a, uh, lucky for you, UK people, and for our third largest audience, which is um, Norway. Norway, uh, hopefully, uh, it'll get to you guys uh, very soon as well. But yes, anyone anywhere in the world can play us in uh, in you know daily head to head contests. Uh, we're also talking about doing some, some, well, we, we're doing, you know, so you can play us any week throughout the rest of the season. Uh, and we're also talking about doing some starting 11, uh, world cup contests. So, uh, keep your eyes, keep your eyes yeah. peeled for that as well. So, um, lots of exciting. It's stuff. not
0: just any, it's not just any week, Josh, it's daily fantasy. Yes. So any day in which there are two or more right. league so matches this, happening, you can play. This
1: weekend's a perfect example, right? We've got fixtures, Saturday, Sunday, Friday. No, that's right. There's only four. Stupid fixtures on one day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but we'll be playing. I'm playing starting 11 this Saturday. I know you will be too because I'm going to challenge you, Brandon, to starting 11 this week.
0: Wow. It's been a while since been, we played each other on starting 11. Sounds yeah, cool. Let's do it.
1: All right, Game week 31 is here. Very quickly, there are four fixtures. Bournemouth plays West Brom. Huddersfield plays Crystal Palace. Stoke plays Everton. And Liverpool, Brandon. Perhaps you're familiar with them. They play Watford at home. It's quite a run of fixtures. Pretty exciting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm sweating just looking at these fixtures. Sweating with delight. (laughs) Coming off, Game Week 31, fine. It would have been a nice respite had I just not completely tanked in Game Week 30. Like I need need a hit of adrenaline. (laughs) And unless Mo Salah scores eight goals against Watford... Uh, it, I'm, just, I'm just bummed out, man.
1: So Jeff Petter says, uh, Have you ever wanted something to be over as much as I want Game Week 31 to be over? We've got lots of questions here. I don't think we really need to go fixture by fixture here because obviously... There's only four minutes. It of take them. us two minutes. Yeah, we've got lots of questions about that. we're gonna run through all the questions here.
0: Everyone who's listened to Always Cheating knows if it would take us two minutes, we're not gonna do it. We're gonna take this we're gonna take the long way.
1: Right, exactly. So, Brandon, before we get any further though, let's let's talk about both of our both of our teams going into game week thirty one. Okay. Okay. So I yep. yeah, oh, you go first. You go first. Um,
0: thank you for asking. I was hoping you would ask if I could go first. <laughs> All right, I'm pulling out my bus team. Mm-hmm. All right, everyone mm-hmm. knows pull up you pull up your bus team that sure. you set Saturday morning when the when the uh, game week was fresh. So if you get hit by a bus yep. after the Sunday round of fixtures, you're not embarrassed by whatever team plays mm-hmm. the next weekend. So here we are. Uh, my man Lossell, who was my transfer in game week 30, uh, is in goal against Crystal Palace. Mm-hmm. I've got Van Dyke and Higazi Those are my two defenders. Mo Salah with the armband, predictably, the, he, he will have 100% captaincy. I mean, maybe some brave souls will go, will go for yeah. Mane or Firmino. Did
1: you think about, got, about starting Lossal, by the way, when you brought him in? I mean, that, that would have been a reasonable start over De Ha. I guess that's the problem
0: with... I mean, it's always an interesting um, philosophical discussion, or I guess it's more of a mathematical discussion about goalkeepers. Strategic, even. (laughs) Yes, yeah, I think that's probably the the better word choice there. But if you have a a premium goalkeeper like De Gea, the idea is that you never think about what the better move or the cannier move might be. And yeah, while Lossel could have been a good move, save points and all that, Liverpool could have cleaned Manchester United's clock, but no, the thought never occurred to me. I brought Lossell in as a, uh, and I just stashed him away. Mm-hmm. And now I'm wheeling him out for game week 31.
1: Okay, fair enough. So, uh, all right. So you've got Lossell as your. Uh, how many total players do you have, by the way? Right now. Okay. Before, so right you know, now,
0: one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, five, six. I have seven. Wait, no, one, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, six players. Six players. Okay. And, uh, six players, and I have two free transfers. Okay. So the idea would be I'm putting out eight this week. Okay,
1: gotcha. All right, so just see so if Lossal, just quickly, Lossal, who else do you have?
0: Lossal, Van Dyke, Sala Firmino. Mm-hmm. Also in defense, Higazi, mm-hmm. uh, LOL. <laughs> Theo Walcott coming <laughs> back from his calf injury. Right. Loftus Cheek, he's got to move because uh-huh. um, obviously he's not playing. All right. Um, That's it
1: So he counts Um, as one of your As one of your No, no, no He he,
0: he doesn't count He doesn't count So I've got the two frees Which means for free I can put out eight players Anyone playing their free hit Is probably gonna completely destroy me This game week So the gamble I'm making here Mm -hmm. And a lot of other managers are Is that I can make Whoever's free hitting now And going into game week 31 I can make up those points In um in a better week, probably Game Week 35 coming up. Now, that was kind of assuming that things went in my favor building up to Game Week 31. Mm-hmm. I've lost so much ground to to a lot of managers who are free-hitting in 31 that it's kind of a moot discussion. But right now, I have to play the hand that I effectively dealt myself. Right. I committed to Game Week 31 playing these guys, so now I have Going to. Going
1: down with the ship.
0: I'm going down with the show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. It, would be, it would be like burning points. If I played a free hit now in Game Week 31, I basically burned... F- I'm burning four on Walcott. <laughs> these, these are all guys that need yeah. to go out with my wild card.
1: Yeah, and you wouldn't be able to carry over those two transfers anyway. Um, yeah,
0: so we can talk yeah. about who I might be bringing in uh, w- when we answer some of our listener questions sure. for my uh, seventh and eighth spot. Where are you with Game Week 31? So,
1: okay... If Cuckoo Martina plays, which I suppose is doubtful, um, but let's assume he does for the time. Not being.
0: after the game that Baines played, he played a very nice game. Um,
1: yeah, I wouldn't think he I wouldn't think Martina plays. Maybe I get a point off the bench or something. you know, maybe Baines hurts himself again. It's always possible. <laughs> um, so I, they're not going <laughs> keep, keep a clean. they're not going to keep a clean sheet anyway, a way to stoke. So uh, I have Hennessy, I have uh, Martina, um, I have Walcott, uh, Milivojevic, Sala, I have Callum Wilson, who probably has a doubt to start at this point as well. Um, just because you know he hasn't done anything for five weeks. Uh, and then I have
0: Defoe at home against the worst team in the league. Seems like a great opportunity to give Defoe a a start. I hope he
1: plays. If he plays, he's a great, he's a great option, you know, um, for for sure. sure.
0: I would, Um, you have to stick with him.
1: Of course. Of course. So, uh, that gives me seven. I also have two transfers, but I've already played my wild card. So for me, I have to decide whether I want to use both transfers and, um but most likely win my head to head with you and and maybe uh, uh-huh. and maybe you know uh, the head to head my mini in our mini league um and then probably make it harder for me to load up on on wildcard players later so every, you know every transfer is so important when you when you have already played that wildcard you know you really don't want to burn them that's why it's I'm relieved that Theo Walkup may actually play because otherwise that would just be a you know complete waste of a transfer um, so if, if Walcott doesn't play, um, I would move Walcott into uh, Sadio Mane um, and um, I would just move Alonzo into, uh, you know, I actually might look at someone like Baines, to be honest. Um, so
0: that's... I could not believe, Josh, that you did not bring in Sadio Mane. I... Was certain that was going to be your move into game? Well, it was
1: tricky because the defender that I... Well, first of all, I didn't want to bring in Mane. I I mean, a triple Liverpool attack away to Man United just didn't seem like... I mean, I I didn't know that Eric Bailly was going to, you know, score a spectacular own goal that, you know, gave (laughs) Mane a a cheeky... uh, Assist that turned into a cheeky two bonus points as well.
0: Well, a- Andy at Let's Talk FPL knew because uh, he knows the
1: future. Sure, exactly. Most of us, most of us didn't know that, uh, and so yeah. I mean, I, had I known that, but you know, the thing is, I, I you know to make that happen, I would have had to use both transfers um, to free up the money, um, or I would have had to turn Sterling into money, which would have been up basically like a neutral move. I mean, money finished on seven, Sterling finished on six. Um, so that that was a decision. I could still bring him in. Um, it wouldn't be that hard. I would just have to convert Alonzo into some, some atrocious defender. Um, I mean, uh-huh. like, okay, let's, <laughs> I mean, okay, we we should get into these questions in a second here, but if you, okay, let, let's just assess the defender options quickly going into this game week, right? Well,
0: okay. B- before we get there, I do want to ask, or, or I just want to pose this question that can basically hang over the rest of what we're going to talk okay. about in game week 31. Sure. If you're not going to field a full squad, is there even a point to looking at defenders? Should you only be looking at attacking options? So, so like, there is just—there's such a, a bigger—a much bigger upside with attacking players. Yeah. As we, as we know, defenders, how bad or good they are in a blink of an eye, as you saw with Alonzo against Palace, the clean sheet just gets wiped, wiped out.
1: Yeah, I, I guess it just—I mean, it would depend on what the fixtures were. I mean, you know, if there was a—you know—if Swansea was was hosting, uh, you know, West Brom or something, then um, I'd be all, all in favor of double or tripling up on defenders. You know, but these fixtures—I okay. mean, you know—what am I going to bring it up? Well, let's let's talk about. Defender? We have a question. Yeah, okay,
0: go ahead. Right, we have a we have a question from Ian Wilson who says, "Looking for best clean sheet options in 31." So, just looking at these four fixtures. What's the most nailed-on clean sheet that you see? Is it Bournemouth against the worst-form team around? No, I, I
1: really don't think I could recommend a Bournemouth clean sheet. I mean, that defense is is truly terrible. You know, it was funny because just, just on last week's podcast, just, just to give ourselves some some credit here for being really snarky in the podcast, I was talking about uh, Francis and um, uh, Francis and Daniels and how what a complete liability they are. You know, King goes out, you know, minutes later, you know, Francis completely loses Aurier, um, and then, um,
0: and then nobody know, decides yeah. to mark Deli They're exactly. like, oh, I guess we can have him run in on goal. Yeah,
1: exactly. What th- it was to, Francis to their credit, just the, watches that goal get scored. The, the odds of
0: Aurier actually putting a decent cross in, um, I think the Bournemouth defenders knew the odds were in their favor, and it just so happened that was the one good cross that Aurier put in that game. You know,
1: Huddersfield, um you know, I, I suppose Huddersfield would be the best one, but I mean their defense has kept okay, so they kept a clean sheet this game week, right? Well, yeah, it was it was eleven on ten the entire time. Um you know, <laughs> I mean it, you know they hadn't kept a clean sheet for what, like ten or eleven game weeks before that?
0: Yeah. And it's not well, they don't this even is have
1: with... defenders.
0: Yeah. Well I, I, I would dispute that. Um, I mean, they, they've got uh, this guy who's recently come into form with uh, Huddersfield, mm-hmm. or however you say his name. <laughs> yeah. Far and away, he put in the most crosses against Swansea. over the uh, In the whole league, he put in 21 crosses against Swansea. Granted, that was against a 10-man defense. And I didn't watch this whole game, so I don't know the quality of those crosses. But... Um, you know he's one to look at uh, if you're looking for a 4.5 cheapy that is probably nailed on to start. Yeah, but, um, but I didn't, What I, I was going to say, I actually is, didn't hear.
1: I, um, I got distracted. What What was his name again?
0: Oh yeah, it's it's not. It's pretty easy to pronounce. It's Hader Janajaj. Uh, okay, sorry, Jan-
1: sorry. I was I was looking at my notes. <laughs> uh, I missed that
0: Hader. Yeah, Bill Hader <laughs> uh, from the cast of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> well, so this is this is my logic bringing in Lossell as as my gk is we're going to be at odds with what we say with this huddersfield crystal palace fixture because i think if we would look at our perfect starting 11 for this paltry game week crystal palace we'd have a lot of attackers i would probably wholeheartedly recommend christian benteke and wolford zaha who's now back and healthy and if you're highly recommending those guys you're feeling pretty good about the crystal palace attack Therefore, you're banking on Lossell coming through with safe points if you're not looking at a Huddersfield clean sheet. Right. That's why I'm airing toward the GK in this situation.
1: I think um for me, you know, having two transfers, the, the way that my midfield sets up, it's it's actually kind of hard for me to make another midfield transfer. Uh it would require me to drop either Mikatarian, uh, which I, I really don't want to do because um you know, coming out of that break, they have Stokes, Southampton, Newcastle, and West Ham. Sort of, you know, four fixtures in a row. It's just, oh, you, yeah. can't, you can't do it, I don't the think. The
0: bandwagon is going to be heating up for yeah. him coming off of that game. I mean, he he's had two, he's had a what, a couple of two-pointers with Arsenal. And then right. he's had two incredible fixtures where he had a hat-trick of, it, of assists and then a goal in the system yeah. against Watford. So he looks like the midfielder... To get from Arsenal right now, so yeah, you've got to hold on to it. I
1: think that uh, you know dropping Raheem Sterling is is still an option. It's it's not something I, I really want to do. I bought him so cheaply, and um, I mean he looked very dangerous today. But you know, the fixtures aren't great on the horizon. Uh, they, they play Everton away in Game Thirty Two, which is a good you know very good fixture. But then then it is Man United and Spurs and back to back games. Um, so you know you could certainly make an argument for not not. Not having Sterling, but I, I think realistically, I really just might use one of my two transfers. And um, that would probably be Alonzo to Van Dyke, which is just kind of the easiest, easiest move there. Oh,
0: come on, Joshua. You're trying to replicate my team now? Are you bringing in
1: Vojevic? Are you bringing in uh, Wayne Hennessy?
0: I guess I will
1: now. <laughs> You're bringing in Callum Wilson? Please bring in <laughs> Callum Wilson. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> I would consider if I if I burn two transfers, I would consider actually bringing in two Liverpool defenders um, and I would I would bring in Van Dyke and Robertson. Um, and I actually wouldn't I, I wouldn't mind that. OK, the the problem with that move is, you know, Klopp tends to rotate a lot down the stretch. They're entering the quarterfinals of, of the FA Cup. We're definitely going to see some Liverpool rotation, and I think we're going to see some of that. They
0: also have Champions League to consider. Yeah, what did I
1: say, FA Cup? I mean, I, meant, I mean, I meant Champions yeah. League. They're they're out of the FA Cup. Uh, they have the quarterfinals of the Champions League, of course, uh, coming up on the horizon. I was
0: being very generous there with you, Josh.
1: No, but I liked it because I liked the way you corrected me because then it, it did stop the podcast. It made <laughs> yeah. it to a halt. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think... Um, I do think that Van Dyke is the way it feels like such a dullard move. Like it's so boring, uh, but I'm so bad at that when it cut, like it's, it's a real flaw in my fantasy personality that if there's a really obvious boring move, I want to do anything I can to not make that move. I will, like, go out on my way to yeah. not do it. But here's something to keep in mind. Virgil van Dyke is owned by 7.5% of managers. It is an extraordinarily it's, low number. It's incredible. For a player yeah. who has a lot of very good fixes on the horizon, does not have a lot of yeah. tread on his tires this year, should be able to play plenty of games, um, Virtually guaranteed he scores one or two goals looked, before the end of the season. It looked very dangerous in the Man United game. You know, could have scored there. So yeah. so I'm probably going to make that move. Um, you know, if I did that, if I move from Alonso to Van Dyck, I actually, you know, freeze up $1.6 Um So, you know, I, I already have 0. $0.5 million in the bank. So I'd have about $2 million to spend. Um, but I, you know, so I, but I may just I may just hold on to it because um, I just don't know. I mean, I guess I could bring in... Uh, you know, like an Everton defender, you know, someone like, um, uh, Leighton Baines or Seamus Coleman, you know, yeah, Seamus Coleman would be the answer there, but God, do I want to spend 6.4 million on an Everton defender? I don't.
0: Everton just, I apologize to all you Toffee fans out there, but Everton just sucks so much. Yeah. They suck. <laughs> I'm sad. I want yeah. them to be good. Did you, did you consider to Sink
1: Tosin at all as a, as, a, as a forward option? I mean, he's looked pretty good in that match, and he's, you know, uh, two yeah. goals in his last two fixtures. I, I was really,
0: yeah, I, not to get all hindsight on you, but I was kind of baffled by Sam Allardyce's comments um, after Tosin arrived at Everton, where he, he started the first game after he arrived. Looked fine. It didn't look poor, and Allardyce Allardyce just said, "I'm not going to play this guy until we're safe." And I don't know. Maybe he believes Everton is safe, but he looks like a remarkable improvement. On well, I don't. I don't. I guess there's no point in comparing him to Nias. I think he looks pretty good, and I see no reason why he wouldn't play. Had I considered him? No, absolutely not, because this is. He, well, let's see. How much does he cost? He's he's sort of uh, he's priced out uh, for what kind of team he plays on and what kind of spot you're trying to fill with him. Yeah, look up Tosin's price. <laughs> how much does he cost? <laughs> I'm looking him like, up right now. He's six point seven, right?
1: Yeah it's it's a little it's a little high. It's you know for I mean for for an Everton. Uh, part of the problem too is you you really don't want to load up an Everton too much um, because. They, okay, so they play Stoke away in Game Week 31. Going right into Game Week 32 and 33, they've got Man City and Liverpool. Um, so, I, you know, I do... I mean, the argument for, for free hitting does does seem more compelling in hindsight, I have to say. Um, all right, so... Let me ask yeah. you
0: this. So just, to ra- just to round out that Tosin conversation and talk about the price point. If I were to pose to you, would you rather for Game Week 31 have Josh King or St. Tosin?
1: Yeah... Well, is this is his neck injury? Is his neck injury okay? But though? he was on the he bench. He was on the bench. He played. Yeah, he was Twenty five minutes. He didn't look that good when he came on. I mean, he might be a little injured. So I, I yeah, I guess I'd go so if I was if I were, if I was free hitting free hit chipping. I would have St. tosin in my team.
0: Interesting. Yes. Okay.
1: Over uh, over uh, over. Um, Josh King.
0: Let's round out the Liverpool conversation here real quick. We have a question from Sidhant Bhatia who asks, who would you suggest as a differential non-Liverpool captain? So I'm going to pose that question to you, Josh. So question number one is um, three Liverpool players on a free hit. Do you go three attack or is the preferred route to have one Liverpool defender? Yeah. And secondary question is what's the differential captain there for Liverpool?
1: So... You know, um, I think it's a I think it's a difficult question to answer. the The argument for a Liverpool um, defender is that they probably have the best chance of a clean sheet of any of these four of any of the eight teams. Um, I would put them above even Huddersfield in terms of their clean sheet chances. Um, I just West, you know Watford are not a um, particularly informed team. Poor Richarlison, it's just not happening for him, is it? Yeah. He almost he had a chance to score yeah. too, and you know, Troy Deeney misses a penalty.
0: I know, just not just happening not. for that entire squad. Yeah. They'll, they'll be back next season to do their—they're their, an entertaining team. I'll yeah. give them that. I, I want them to—there will be teams that leave, leave the league this season that I will not miss. Watford, yeah. I would I miss.
1: guess I guess if I were free-hit chipping, I would have the triple attack. And the reason why is because I think it's entirely possible that when this game, this run of four fixtures is over, not a single team has a clean sheet. Right, and I think yeah. that because I'm not free hit chipping, I don't want to be. Tr- I just don't want to be tripled up on Liverpool. You know, it just it just feels as it, it, explosive as their attack is. Just having three attacking players from one squad, it just puts a lot of your eggs in one basket. And so, I, w- I would be in a situation where I was probably going to be trying to drop one of those players fairly quickly, but then I could see myself having all of these reasons not to do it. You know, like I'm suddenly. It like becomes this thing where like eventually I need to get around to I don't know I do you know what I'm saying like it's kind of it, it yeah. feels like the no. it feels like the the better long term move is to invest in a Liverpool defender because yeah. you can just hold on to them like you, you know you, I think there's a good chance Brandon when you wild card I mean you might still hold on to Van Dijk it's it's possible yeah. you know.
0: There's a there is a definite likelihood there. Yeah, absolutely. I think I've I've said before the perfect wild card is to just go all double game week players. But um,
1: well, first of all, it's, I mean, that's
0: just that's just not it's, possible. it's
1: not going to happen because uh, Mo Salah is at home to Bournemouth in game week 34, and uh, <laughs> yeah. there's just no way that right. you can not have Mo Salah for that fixture.
0: Yeah. Okay, so um just real real quick, if you don't captain Mo Salah, is it going is the armband going on Mane or Firmino? Firmino is has proven to be probably the best on BPS yep. out of those guys and probably the most consistent. Yeah. Mane is yeah. is really explosive, yeah. but for me I think Firmino would win out if you want to be different. Yeah. 7
1: double digit returns in the season from from Firmino, 13 goals, 8 assists. I actually think I like Firmino more as a differential captain uh, than, than than Mane, just because almost everyone's going to go with. or I'm, I'm sorry, with than Salah. Um, or okay, sorry, almost everyone's going to go with Salah. Um, and mm-hmm. so Firmino is, a, like, but you're also going to have Salah on your team, of course. So Firmino is just a way to possibly pick up five extra points, you know, um, which yeah. could be huge in a really tight game week like this. Yeah, yeah. No, I I get that. But it's a gamble. It's a gamble, but it's not a huge gamble. You know, it's like it's a it's a way to be a little different without without, you know, without, you know, but while still sort of limiting your exposure, I guess.
0: Yeah. All right. So two two other big topics to tackle for Game Week 31. One is, are you playing a free hit? What's the perfect 11? And the next is, are you not? How many how many hits is it worth taking? So, Josh, let's quickly tackle the free hit conundrum. Who are the presumed best players for game week 31? We have a question okay. from Adam P on the yep. Slack channel. What would your free hit team be for game week 31? Right. Harry Haslam and Ian Ian Davis ask virtually the same questions. Okay. Uh, Ian looking for the three best strikers in particular.
1: All right, so let's. Here's how I think the because this is a, a radio because it's an audio podcast, Brandon. It is. Yeah, it, it's gonna be hard for us to, to go player by player and, and have it not be kind of boring. So let's yeah. go let's let's go fixture by fixture and talk about the players that we would want to have in yeah. each of those fixtures. And that should get us somewhere close to 11, <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no doubt. All right. So uh, Bournemouth West Brom is the first fixture. What, what players would you look at from Bournemouth West Brom if, if you were on a free hit chip?
0: Well, Junior Stanislaus is the big bandwagon coming out of game week 30. He'll he'll probably be nailed on for most um, free hit teams. I'd I'd suspect a lot of people are going to be transferring him in, and he's far more informed than Callum Wilson is right now.
1: He would 100% be in my squad too. I agree. 5.9 million.
0: I think you cautioned against Bournemouth defense earlier, but I think – and as much as I've kind of hated on him in previous podcasts, Nathan Ake would be in my free hit squad because he does show a lot of potential on set set piece uh, dead ball situations where he could get on the end of a corner kick or something like that. Yeah,
1: I, I would not have a, a Bournemouth uh, defender. I, or, uh, you know, I, I also wouldn't want to have anyone from West Brom. I think that um, I, I agree with you on Stanislaw. I would actually probably still have... Kellen Wilson, uh, I I wouldn't love it, and I would certainly be, you know, listening to the press conferences this week and, and trying to, you know, see if Eddie Howe drops any hints about about Defoe getting his start. I mean, to be honest, I think that Defoe is a bench player from from here on out. I, I really don't think that it's a it's a spot that he's going to earn back. I, I just I don't know if he's got the legs for it anymore, right? I mean, he was out for yeah. it was it was a pretty bad ankle injury, right? And it was out for yeah. a couple of months. I'm not sure that he can run for. For you know, eighty minutes or 60 so, in a minute, or sixty, yeah, sixty-five minutes, seventy, whatever it is. I think he's better off in fifteen or twenty minutes, where he can really um, maybe impact a game. You know, cause he's he's such a great poacher. So I, I would probably go with Kellen Wilson and Stanislaw. and that's I, I, I don't think I'd bring in Josh King. I think it would just be those two, and I would not yeah. have anyone from West Brom.
0: I mean, maybe just because I like him as a player, uh, Jay Rodriguez, maybe a cheeky punt because Bournemouth does have a leaky defense. and Yeah. Uh, so there you go. All right. Next fixture Huddersfield Crystal Palace. This is a tricky one because, like I was saying either uh, earlier, Palace have some good attacking assets. I think Benteke is going to be very popular with the free hit chip. And also Zaha's back.
1: Yeah. Zaha is a really interesting option here. I think. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, he was back from injury a little earlier than I was expecting. Um, cause the, the way they were talking about him, I did not think, uh, I did not think we'd see him in this match. Um, so yeah, I mean, would you bring in Zaha? Are you, what, what were your thoughts on Zaha? Frustrating uh, that he is. Yeah,
0: I'm, he's definitely on my radar for sure. Um, because I have the freedom of, of wild carding and game week 32 or 33, uh, uh, airing toward game week 33 right now, it's just an incredibly short-term punt. Basically, just bringing him in for this game week. Yeah, and uh, I Palace need goals, and I think they need him on the pitch to make sure that happens. So, yep. um, yeah, definitely.
1: Okay, picked up an assist on that ludicrous goal that uh, was scored <laughs> at the end of the match. You know, I think that Van Anhalt actually uh, would be kind of an interesting option. Uh, he was really attacking. He's actually scored goals in his last two matches. Uh, I mean their defense. You wouldn't bring him in for for a clean sheet, although you might you might luck into one. Um, but you might you know you get a little bit of a, a little bit of both of them, right? You get an attacking threat and a. I mean, a Huddersfield could very possibly not score in this match, and it would not be a shocker at all.
0: I really despise Patrick Van Anholt. Um, <laughs> I do. Do you? Why? Yeah. What's yeah.
1: your, like, just not a fan? He,
0: he's a total FPL troll, and <laughs> why would you want this guy playing on your team? I mean, he's he's got incredible speed, and he will score goals. He did it as much at Sunderland, but he's just an awful, awful defender, and he seems to be a player that is a hallmark of a team that doesn't know what it is, and they right. there is they I, have no tactical acumen. I so kind of he, like
1: I kind of like Van Aanholt, but you know, right, right. but you know, for as a fantasy player, maybe less as ai I don't know if I'd want him in my real life team. Uh all right, so um <laughs> Huddersfield, there was um we talked about one defender on there. Who was it again? Uh Herber, how about how about <laughs> I tried, um, I tried to get you to say it a third time uh, <laughs> Heteron uh At 4.5 million uh, you, you could look at him You could look at um, I say him, I don't know if it's a man or a woman actually I, I assume he's a, assume it's a man um, <laughs> I shouldn't be so presumptuous though uh, You could look at Zonka um, You could look at Schindler I mean all these people who like I like couldn't pick him out of a line Maybe Zonka, cool. Zonka I could they're pick cool. out of a lineup maybe
0: uh yeah i mean i think i think schindler was the popular choice heading into game week 30 he got a bonus point against swansea so that's a seven pointer uh yeah yeah i mean t- take take your pick whoever fits into your budget yeah yeah I mean, none just, of these guys are going to score any goals or do anything just, like that exactly
1: i mean and i just really don't i i can't get myself too excited about anything i mean even someone like Zanka, we all like all of us like for some reason i think just because his name is zanka but you know game week 22 through 30 you know it's one zero one and that, that zero was a match he played in and they conceded four goals one zero one 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 two two one and then they pick up a clean sheet in a match where they have a red card so i feel like this clean sheet that they picked up in the red card match is going to give people a skewed impression that they've like Turned the defense around or something. Where you know Swansea's goal in that game was just to not concede a goal. I mean, they, you know, I I watched a lot of that match. I mean, did they even have a shot? Like, I don't think they had a single shot on goal the entire match. So, um, you know, I mean, it's easy to keep a clean sheet when you don't you know we don't allow. us I mean, you know, it's just a, you know, I mean, Man United have this problem, but of course they concede own goals every other match. But you know, yeah, you know. um, I don't know. So I think, um, I. Yeah, I think I'm with you. I think I would lean more towards Crystal Palace players. I, I don't mind having uh Hennessey or uh, Milovojevic in this match. I think they could both uh they could both pick up some points. Um if I decide to use two transfers, I probably would use one. Um it's it's possible I would use one on a Huntersfield Defender. Um I wouldn't be happy about it, but I do like their fixtures you know, moving forward too, so um it's the Need least I sexy re- of the four games, I would say.
0: Need I remind you about game week one, a young man by the name of Steve Mounier comes onto the scene. Ah, yes. Num- number 24 yes. in a kit, in a Huddersfield kit. Yes. And he scores two towering headers. Yes. I think they were both headers mm-hmm. against Palace. Mm. I mean, that that <laughs> was a, that was a different, much worse Crystal Palace team, yeah. but it's still the same team. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that's true. I think Munier is 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 going to be my uh, dark horse for game week thirty one.
1: Yeah, and then he got injured like right like very shortly thereafter. He he got one hundred and forty eight thousand transfers after game week one, and it uh, did not work out. Yeah, I mean he's started the last four. I mean this this was always the problem with the with the Huddersfield Strikers. Is you know are they actually going to start two matches in a row? You know because it was it was really inconsistent for a long time, but it does seem like he's. He's uh, probably in that spot. I mean, you know, let's be honest. I mean, we're, we're you know we're talking about a lot of rando teams here. I mean, you know, it wouldn't be a surprise if anyone, including Deal Walcott, was 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 rotated out. You know, so there's 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 not a lot of sure things in this. I mean, maybe I'll like the Liverpool team, I guess.
0: All right, we're spending way too much time on this, <laughs> but real quick, you've been you've been big upping Aaron Moy mm-hmm. the last. Few weeks. Yep. Um, I do love Aaron Moy. Is that something you're, you're heartily recommending him for game Wing 31 for a free hit
1: team? I wouldn't say heartily, but um, (laughs) yeah, I think that Aaron Moy would be in my free hit team. Yes. It's just,
0: it's slightly concerning looking at the stats and they were playing against a 10 man team Swansea and Moy. He really doesn't show up in any stats apart from just touches in the opponent's half. Um, and uh you know he was he was he was leading on that, I mean, just only like looks like fourth behind de Bruyne and and two other huddersfield players right Hababa hababa um actually had more touches in the opponent's half uh-huh. than aaron Moy did yeah and and hogg the the never mentioned huddersfield yeah. hogg
1: silas hogg had
0: yeah Silas hogg Is that
1: first um, name Jonathan Hogg, <laughs> yeah. He
0: Moyes seems like a Milivojevic type player in that you're just hoping and praying that Huddersfield will get a penalty.
1: I, I guess you know I, I I don't know why we're we're underselling. Yeah. Okay, what well, I mean, what about uh, Van Lepara? I mean, I guess he's 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 even cheaper yeah. than Yeah, you know, four point eight million. He also,
0: <laughs> yeah, he also sh- shows up, and I mean the, these stats are a little skewed because of the Swansea red card. I, I understand that, um, but I I think he just with Huddersfield you have to go straight to the source and that's why I think Mounier is the pick there because he is the striker and you just yeah. want to be at the tip of the spear. I think
1: it's possible that if I you know if I was doing a yeah, you know, a free hit chip, I would have um I would have Van Lepara and Mounier in my squad.
0: All right, so Stoke and Everton, we've already talked about Theo Walcott. Sigurdsson is injured. He's he's almost definitely a hundred percent out for game yeah, week thirty. Very,
1: very bad luck for anybody who who, who yeah. bought him, you know, with the hopes that they would have a, a Game Week 31 player. It does not look like he's going to play.
0: Yeah, uh, Chupamoting might be a guy. Just that, that is a budgetary restriction there. But Chupamoting is somebody I'm looking at because he's nailed on. He's not in great form. He's not been putting up any numbers. But, you know, this is Game Week 31 we're yeah. talking about. And I think he's, he's, a, he's a punt.
1: Looking at these eight teams, I don't think that budget's going to be a problem. <laughs> like, I think you could have the most expensive players from all eight of these teams and you still wouldn't be at $100 million.
0: Well, so, so here is the question for me. Uh, I'm looking at players who I want to keep through my wild card. So this is where you get to Raheem Sterling and Kevin De Bruyne. Mm-hmm. Now, I think after his showing against Stoke today, De Bruyne, I, I'm going to rue this day. I hope I do because he's my beautiful baby boy. Mm-hmm. But... I think he's got to go. And so these are the decisions that one needs to make to say exactly what you... What I thought I was going to do is move Ruby Loftus-Cheek uh, to to my game, my 31 player. But if I'm contemplating wild carding even in 32, though I think I'm going to do it in 33... I can live 1 week without a Man City midfielder like De Bruyne. So maybe I just chop him off and bring in somebody who I couldn't have afforded otherwise like Shakiri. Yeah. So uh, I, tough question. I was
1: going to ask you about the De Bruyne thing because I mean you've got to be losing some patience.
0: Yeah, it, it this this reminds me so much of what happened with Mesut Ozil on Arsenal that uh, Leicester City title winning season 2 seasons yeah, ago. It's a great season. Where he it was an amazing season for Ozil but I think like a lot of uh, playmaker. Everyone was talking about Ozil setting all sorts of assist records that season. He didn't even he and which he never got there. Same with De Bruyne, and as he's kind of tapering off. And it's a very taxing position, yeah. particularly you play as hard as De Bruyne does. He is is truly playing box to box, making all sorts of tackles in the midfield. And I think that wear and tear is starting to show. And I. I just chose not to think about it. It was like thinking about your kid going off to college. Yeah. Emotionally devastating. You are so but you I, are
1: so you're you're overly invested in and in it's 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 a problem for you.
0: Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. So <laughs> de Bruyne, De Bruyne almost is like a hundred percent sure to not survive my wild card. So the You know the choice I have to make is: Do I want to play KDB in game week thirty two or not against a really diabolical Everton defense?
1: Yep, uh, I think that's that's the that was part of why I kept Sterling too, is uh, the hope that he would start and that and then you know you'd have him for that Everton match most likely. Uh, All right, so uh, so Stoke Everton, um, yeah, I think that Shakiri is the player to look at here. Um, I think you could you could go with a Stoke defender. Um, I think that. Um, you know, the one that I would look at would, would definitely be, um, would be Bauer, um, you know, 4.5 million, um, his ownership is less than 1%. Um, you know, he's picked up three clean sheets on the season. Um, no, no, no goals or assists yet, but he certainly looked attacking in matches. You know, I think that he looks like someone who could definitely pick up an assist, um, in a match. Um, I, I think I like You're, him more than any of the other defenders on Stoke, right? I mean, I, w- I, I wouldn't want to get a... If, if I'm only going to bring in a Stoke defender for a short time anyway, I, these central defenders, Zuma, et cetera, just, just don't excite me. All
0: right, the, the famous legendary card game from Michigan, Euchre. Mm-hmm. There is a saying, the the jack of whatever suit would be the highest trump card, called a bower, <laughs> referred to as a bower. Yes. And there's a saying, if you turn down the bower... You lose for an hour.
1: <laughs> yep, that's true.
0: I do think it's the opposite with uh, Stoke City's Bauer. Mm-hmm. I think if you bring in Bauer, you'll lose for an hour, and wow. uh, I'm not recommending
1: wow. it. Wow, okay. Do you like what I did there? It's not bad. I, I, three people listening <laughs> will, will get that, but I, I do like it. Uh, as far as Everton goes, you know, we talked about them earlier, so I don't know if we, we did dwell on it too long. Sanctosin is an option. Um, I think that uh, Walcott, if he's... I mean, listen. A lot of people are going to be wild carding shortly hereafter, anyway. So, you know, even though you, no one really wants Walcott for a one week punt, it's fine. You know, if, if he's healthy and, and planning to play, and and you know, without Gilfy, I mean, someone's someone's going to have to be in, a, in an attacking role for that team. So, um, you know, what about Wayne Rooney? I mean, I think Rooney is not a bad option. I think I could see uh, Stoke conceding a penalty in this game. Um, I mean, would you would you, if you were if you were in a free hit ship, would you think about Rooney?
0: Yes. Yeah. I think I might go Rooney over Sanctosin even.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think I might agree with you there. I mean, um, it was exciting the way he missed that penalty, and uh, <laughs> is that I actually thought it was a pretty good penalty. I I, th- I thought it was a it was a good penalty save. And it, I, there's yeah. this tendency whenever anybody has a penalty that gets saved to say it was a, a like a totally crappy penalty, but sometimes yeah. you hit it really hard and it's well placed and the keeper just does a good job. So. Um, yeah. I feel like that's what you, happened. There. It, it
0: was written all over Rooney's face. You, you can tell by the facial expression. There is the facial expression of uh, "I screwed that up." It's usually looking toward the heavens yep. or putting your face on or your hands on your face. Wayne Rooney had the expression of ah, "good save." <laughs> yeah,
1: <Dang it. laughs> yeah, exactly. I, did, I didn't feel. It didn't make me think any less of Rooney after that penalty save. So yeah, I think I yeah. think we're both in agreement. I think we both go Rooney over um Yeah. You Know that's that, although I don't think it's totally cut and dry, but I think that's what I would do if it were yeah. me. And then finally, Liverpool Watford. Um, we already talked about the Liverpool options to death, um, to death. Uh, Watford, um, I think you know,
0: none, no. none. I, yeah. I, I was looking at these players like any, any slightly enticing player like Richarlison or um Perea, yeah, you know, these guys all. Weirdly, play like fifty-five. They they're all running the risk of getting pulled off before the sixtieth minute, and it's just a weird attacking lineup. Maybe Troy Deeney is the punt
1: there worth taking. The great, the great Brazilian legend, Troy Deeney. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I think he's an option. Yeah, I could totally. I could. I could definitely see Troy. No, I think I wouldn't consider anyone from the midfield or the defense. I would only look at. I would only look at our beloved Troy Deeney. That's (laughs) Yeah. That's T-R-O-I-D-I-N-I. <laughs> all right.
0: The last point we have to tackle here is about taking hits. We have questions from Mark uh, M. Bison, 22 on Twitter, FPL Joe, and FPL Stone. They all want to talk about how many point hits are worth taking. Where, where do you stand in the whole it's actually a minus two if you're filling in a blank spot, a spot that somebody wouldn't play? Um, yeah, because oh, I, th- the, I, th- yeah, I think that's... As, assuming they're guaranteed two points.
1: I think that's true. Um, you know, there aren't, a ton, as we just discussed, there aren't a ton of great options. I mean, even, even someone like, you know, Van LaPara or Aaron Moy, Steve Mounier, players who are fun to have, they're not players that you, th- like, have any confidence are actually going to do anything in these games, you mm-hmm. know? So if for some reason you didn't you weren't tripled up on Liverpool or weren't planning to be, and you needed to take a hit to do that, then sure, I think that's justified. Um, but, I mean, you know, I, I, four for Shakiri, I think, is justifiable. Um, I don't know. I mean, because, you know, a lot of people are going to wildcard shortly thereafter anyway. So um, I wouldn't do it for any of the defenders just because I don't see any uh, clean sheets. Um, you know, or I, mean, I don't see many, at least. Um, and so even, even taking it forward to bring in a Van Dyke or a Robertson, um, I'm not like that in you know, that in favor of, because I just don't, you know, um, I don't feel that confident in Liverpool defense. Uh, You know, I mean, you know, at least with Van Dyke, you get a little bit of, you know, goal threat too, but, um, I don't know. I mean, what do you, what is, do you disagree? Do you have any other thoughts on this? Um... I mean, the the theoretical conversation
0: about burning four in a blank game week, I think, is interesting in and of itself. But mm-hmm. this particular blank, where we already we all already have or will have three Liverpool players, that's the only enticing team. I don't see it happening for any of these. Yeah, I don't see it happening yeah. for any. You look at Shakiri, You brought yeah. up Shakiri. He's he yeah. scored three goals in three matches, right? Uh, starting in game week twenty six, two coming off two blanks. Now, the dude only, he is such a streaky player, and if he's <laughs> yeah. out of form, I wouldn't recommend burning four yeah. on Shaqiri. Yeah. If you're burning four, I feel like you've got to be an attacking penalty taker, which which I guess Troy Deeney would be one sure. to burn four on. Yeah. Like you I, have to, yeah. all the odds of that person getting attacking returns have to be going yeah. in your favor. I
1: think we're looking, yeah, because the, the, the minus the, the burning four, cause it could still pay off, which I, you know, I, I think there are places, maybe Sanislaw, maybe, maybe Callum Wilson, I guess. I mean, it would be a real risk cause obviously he's not in great form right now. Um, you know, usually in, in, in years past, the argument has been a little bit different because, It'll be you know this a team like Arsenal or Spurs or you know it'll like there'll be like a couple of really good teams. Usually it's more than four fixtures too, right? There's usually like six or something like that. Um, and you have a couple good. You've got Spurs at home to Bournemouth, and you've got you know Arsenal playing whomever, and you know, and you just don't have six players in those teams, you know, or three players in each of those teams. So in those cases, it is it is justifiable because. You know, you're like, well, like there's a decent chance that Mikatarian's going to go for, a, you know, bringing a goal or an assist. There's a good chance that, you know, um, uh, you know that uh, that, that Delhi is going to do something good, and you know. Yeah. Um, but in this case, yeah, like you said, I mean, who's the if, if you already are doubled or tripled up on Liverpool, who is the option that you'd burn for to bring in? I mean, Van Lapara, like, okay, yeah. you know, maybe Chikari. <laughs> there's just no one who like really gets you going. And yeah, Siggy the... actually would have been one. I think if if he didn't, if he wasn't injured. Sure.
0: The question is, um, it, how many players do you have to have? And then is it worth burning four points to get there? And it immediately makes me think about loot crates and video games. And mm-hmm. Josh, I don't think you know what a loot crate is, and I'm not going to explain it to you.
1: Someone, was, someone, exp, someone tried to explain this to I think it might have been my sister-in-law. Someone was explaining <laughs> loot crates to me and... It was interesting, but I did forget it, everything it, about it. Loot
0: crates, are, they're they are in video games. They're a way to basically, um, it's like a dopamine drip to a player, like for you to get power-ups for your okay. player. And it's usually in, in first-person shooters. And, and you need loot crates to boost you up so that you can go annihilate other people in the o- online world. And without them, it won't work. Okay. But the loot crate works because Does it's, it's just loot, like—
1: loot crates? Can no, there are, the are no loot crates? crates. You can lift up the grass. No, and power that's up.
0: that's one of the few things FIFA has <laughs> left going for it, is it hasn't succumbed to the loot crate system. <laughs> Actually, no, that's not true. They do have loot crates in the ultimate team game Really? That I don't play. <laughs> oh, <Yeah>. Okay. <laughs> uh but I feel like Game Week 31 is a loot crate week in that there is the temptation to go out there and get a loot a van Van Lapara loot crate, and you open up the Van Lapara, and odds are there's gonna be there isn't going to be anything cool inside the Van La Parla loot crate. And you're going to end up, um, you know, losing value because of that. So I feel like even if you can only get four out, it's not like you need to burn 16 points to field eight because you're only just digging yourself a hole. Right. So just you are where you are right now. Make peace with it and do the best you can.
1: I think burning four is justifiable. I wouldn't burn more than four, um, you know, because, yeah, like, like, a lot of people will say, you know, burning four is really more like burning two this game week, right? Assuming that the player is going to play and get, and get 90 minutes, then you're really, um, then you're just, you know, then you're, then you're really, it's, it's half a hit instead of a full hit. So um, it's, it's a low risk, high reward situation. There's just aren't a, there just aren't a lot of high reward players. Brandon, I think I, I'm talked out on game week 31. So let's let's take, yeah, me too. Let's take a quick break. We're going to come back with our <laughs> shortest lightning round ever. Okay, you ready?
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, All well, right. let's do it. Same old podcast, always cheating. Josh, we're going a little long here, so we're going to truth, truthfully make this one of the quickest lightning rounds ever. True to its name, 30 seconds or less, the 100% correct answer. And we're going to start with a section on wildcarding. First question on wildcards comes from Simon via our Slack channel, available to Patreon Patreon subscribers everywhere. Go to patreon.com slash alwayscheating. I've taken up all my uh, lightning round time for the wildcard section. <laughs> Just talking about our Patreon page, right? All right, Simon on the Slack channel says if I want to delay my wild card to Game Week 33 so I have more info on the double game weeks and also the extent of Kane and Aguero injuries, I have to compromise who I get in for Game Week 31, as a lot of Game Week 31 teams have poor fixtures in Game Week 32. Who do you think makes sense for Game Week 31 and 32? Or should we just wildcard in Game Week 32? So right. the question the question that Simon is asking is if if we go hard on Game Week 31, how screwed are we for Game Week 32? Right. Um with and and this is strictly for managers who still have a wild card. So you're kind of in a different boat, Josh. You're doing long term planning still going into Game Week 31 because you don't have a wild
1: card. I think um they're the only teams that have decent fixtures in game week thirty one I guess you... Okay, so Bournemouth um, have a decent 32, right? They play Watford away. Huddersfield have a decent 32. They play Newcastle away. Uh, Liverpool are fine, but you're probably tripled up on Liverpool already anyway. Um, Everton, not so hot. They play Man City. Um, Watford, I guess it's okay, but I just don't really want any Watford players um, for game week 31. Um, You know, West Brom, I mean, they play Burnley at home, but West Brom is just, like, done. (laughs) Um, so, yeah. yeah, it's this is this is what makes one.
0: Junior Stanislaus so intriguing is because he's got the Watford fixture in game week 32. He can kind of be a, like a, a, a fill fulfill that fourth midfielder quotient. Yeah. So I think our advice to Simon is best you can try and bring in some peripheral players that could be of substance in game week 31. And I don't think that's too much to ask because game week 31 is so garbage mm-hmm. that peripheral players will be the stars of the show. So just try to work on the edges right
1: now, Simon. Okay. I like I like that advice. Um yeah, I think I think that's true. Um and really, yeah, like how screwed can you really get in game week thirty one? I mean, you know, maybe the max so I mean someone will triple captain somebody and, and be the high scorer of this game week. But you know, I think yeah. the average the average score is gonna be about well, I mean it kinda depends on what the Liverpool players do, but let's say it'll be like forty Right. And if you even if you have a terrible game week, but you've got the right Liverpool players, you're at like 31 points. Right. Like, you know, maybe you lose 10 points total. Right. Um, it's just you're just not going to lose that many points. It's just there's it's it's unrealistic that all of these kind of marginal players are going to have big game weeks in 31.
0: <laughs> we have a question from D on Twitter. that says, should I have played my wild card by now? Um, D, if you haven't played your wild card by now, guess what? you're you're with you're with the herd you're in a good place (laughs) Mm -hmm. now josh you played your wild card and i i think we would be proponents of an early wild card on this podcast so it's sort of like it's good if you did and it's good if you didn't Mm -hmm. don't worry about it yep and the next the next few questions here though are if you still have your wild card thoughts on wild carding in game week 33 versus 32 so that's something we didn't touch upon with simon's question is if we were planning for a game week 33 wild card, can we just go ahead and play it in 32? I was planning to do 33 when we had as much information as possible. I'm so down on my team right now. I'm pretty much ready to pull the trigger and I'm feeling like you might just do it. Um, so, so long as you're looking at those double game week and blanks coming up in 34 or 35 and 37, I think it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, just play it, play it in thirty-two or thirty-three. I mean, you're going to have less information in thirty-two, but you might end up with a better score uh, in thirty-two. So I, I see no reason
1: to not. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um. Yeah. Either one. I, I think there's there's really valid arguments for either either game week really. Um. I. Yeah. It's a hard one. The you key. Know, yeah. It's a, it's yeah. a tricky one. The key here
0: is if you still have your wild card, how are you planning to roll out your bench boost and your triple captain in the double game weeks? And I think that's the more important question, mm-hmm. r- rather than when do you play your wild card, thirty-two or thirty-three? Yeah. Um, and you know, it's it's slightly different for you if you've played your wild card. Then then you're you're talking about free hitting in one of the double game weeks.
1: Yeah, I am. Yeah, either thirty-four or thirty-seven. I, I just I just think it makes the most sense. I think that you can. There aren't that many likely blanks in Game Week 35. Um, and I just think that you can you can put together a team of of eleven players or ten, 10 players for Game Week 35. Um, you know, get through it. So uh, that's tricky. Um all right, forward line questions. Um Gabriel Castellanos says, I am planning to wildcard after Game Week 31. I'm thinking that Kane is out. Uh, what do you recommend for a third forward, or for, for I guess for th- my three forwards? Um, I am planning two premium forwards and one budget forward. So um, this is almost a question for a future podcast, but just, you know, looking, yeah. thinking ahead right now, I, I do not plan to drop Kane, um, especially because he's got two home fixtures in game week 34. Um, I think that, um, I mean, the obvious one is Aubameyang, right? Yep. I think... I think
0: basically we're we're right back to the start of the season where a I kind of don't know anything and b I think players like Lukaku look spectacular. Lukaku is is heavily highlighted in my notebook, and I I could see him coming into my wild card team.
1: Yeah, uh, it's I guess it's about time, right? We have to start talking about <laughs> Lukaku again. As much as I hate yeah. to admit it, but and, I I, th- I think you're probably right there.
0: Yeah, I mean, the the fixtures are West Brom, West Ham. Uh, the do- doubles in 34, West Brom, West Ham, and then likely in 37, Brighton and Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. There's a blank in game like 35. But I love Lukaku and Aubameyang. Who's the budget uh, striker? That, like you said, is a question for a future podcast because that's just going on foreign. So we can't predict the future in that sense. So I'd say... Sit tight on that one. Yeah. Uh,
1: all right. Um, let's get through these uh, these final few questions. Brennan uh, Legamane says, uh, "Will the Kane and Aguero injuries inject some new interest into the game's forward lines uh, with Firmino, Avardi, Abamyang, and Co ready to spice up the run in?" Um, yeah, we just talked about this. I, I, yeah, I think it will. Actually, um, I mean, this is this is the time, right? You have to kind of like. You got to go for it now, right? I mean, it, you know, it, it just depends. I mean, if you're in first place in your mini league, um you don't need to go for it. I think that you just need to play conservatively, you know, and you I mean, in game week 34, are you planning do you think you're going to bench boost? Or do you think you're going to triple captain? Have you th- have you given it that much thought yet?
0: I haven't given it that much thought yet. I think that's based on form. The triple captain really works if you have a player who is in great form and has great fixtures and we don't see that yet. I mean Harry Kane has two home fixtures as you noted, but one of those is against City. Yep. And the other is against New- Newcastle, but Kane is not in great form and also he's <laughs> he could be he could not even be playing. He has a terrible ankle. He could potentially have a a terrible ankle injury. We don't know. Yeah. Um yeah, so I I don't know. I have to wait to see who is on form, I think because there are so many more potential doubles in game week thirty four. It seems to make more sense for the bench boost. That's the, and I, I guess speaking of Kane, the more information we have, the better. And in game week thirty seven, he's got another double, assuming he's fit, and that's West Brom and Brighton. So Harry Kane is the type of player you want to be playing your triple captain on, right? As, I mean, unless it's it's the sad thing is that Mo Salah doesn't have a double at the end of the season. Like he would be guaranteed to get your triple captain chip yeah and it seems crazy that we aren't going to triple some of us might not triple captain Mo Salah the most informed player all season just because <laughs> he doesn't have a double yeah so not ruling
1: that I mean there's a good chance that I you know if, if I free hit chip in game week 37 I you know he might not be in the squad for that one he's away to Chelsea that game week um All right. We got uh, three more questions here, Brandon. First question comes from Jeremiah Johnson on the Slack. He says, should we avoid City? uh, They will clinch in the next game week or two, and the rotations will be bound to increase. Correct? Yes. Probably.
0: (laughs) Probably. I I think so. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Especially, like, we talked about this actually, uh, when we started this podcast several hours ago, but I I do think that um, you know, I mean, I I have Sterling. I'm certainly going to Probably keep him through game week 34. I mean, you know, after that, I mean, they have this amazing run in, is the problem. Yeah, you know, they play Swansea, West Ham, Huddersfield, and Southampton, their final four. I, someone's going to play for them, right? I mean, <laughs> like, they're not going to roll out like just a bunch of nobodies, right? Down yeah, the yeah,
0: Torre playing in all 11 positions. Yeah,
1: I mean, so there there will be some decent players who, who, who get in for them. So I don't know. I think, um, well this yeah. is this
0: is another issue that I have with KDB is he's one of the most nailed on players in that squad and uh it's just sad that he's one of the most expensive too and he's kind of not performing. Right. Sterling we, we for so much that was made of rotation. Sterling rarely got rotated when he was in that great run of form and yep. it was really only his injury that took him out of the rotation. Yeah, it's it wouldn't be re- took him out of the squad. It
1: wouldn't be rest. It would be, you know, Champions League and and um, and playing young guys because they have the title sun up. You know, I mean, they, like I don't think Sterling needs to be like protected these final few weeks this season. He's had plenty of time off now, but um, I don't know. Yeah, so it's I I don't think I'm going to have more than one city player. You know, maybe I mean, you know, even game week 37. There's there's a bunch of you know potential doubles, but um, yeah. you know, I don't know. I mean, the city would city play Huddersfield at home that with game week two, so. Um, you know, I,
0: I think yeah, I think one. one one is maybe two. Meaning one attacker and one defender will be enough for Man City through the rest of the season. I think there's no reason to have three. Um, I think game week 35, home to Swansea, that's that will be the the big crowning FPL moment for Manchester City this season. Yeah, I think that's the last gasp for their SP, FPL assets. Yeah. All right, two more questions, Josh. This one comes from Tom Smith. It's about goalkeepers. At this stage of the season, is it worth putting your trust in a GK from a team at the wrong end of the table, like Huddersfield or Palace? Someone's bound to go on a ridiculous run and survive. If so, who do you think? So the logic here is clean sheets will, will save the teams down at the bottom. Fabianski is kind of uh, a poster child for this theory. Yeah. So, we you were talking about Swansea's good defensive form. I think Fabianski is a good pick there.
1: Yeah, I was trying to look at teams that have two double game like that have you know two du- back like double game weeks thirty four and thirty seven. There's no cheapies there really. I mean you've got Matt Ryan, but in Brighton's double game weeks they play Man City, Man United, and Spurs. So,
0: there are not enough saves to save you. <laughs> yeah, Andy exactly.
1: Ryan. Yeah, maybe, maybe you get to six points total in a couple of those. Um, so, yeah, I think. Uh, I think muscle might, might be the way to go here. Like you um, said, I think is not a bad option. mm -hmm. I mean that game Mm -hmm. week 34 where they play Everton and Southampton, that's, that's pretty solid. That, those, that could be, that could be back to back clean sheets for them.
0: All right. Last question in the lightning round comes from Marco Hogan.
1: Marco asks, what is the template
0: team at the moment? My response for this, Josh is pretty simple. Um, like I said earlier, I feel like we're back to game week one. Like I am, I am having to erase everything that I thought I knew in the middle of this season. Yeah. You, you and really, I'm go- yeah,
1: you're, you're down right now. I'm here.
0: Well, and it, it, it's less, it's less that I'm down on my own team, but I, like I was saying with Lukaku, I think we're in a moment in which there are going to be FPL assets that we really haven't had to grapple with. Even Obama Yang or Mkhitaryan players like this. Um, so the the point the the answer to the question then is the template is now in the process of reforming.
1: Yes. And and really there may not be a template again, right? I mean with yeah. with with so many double game makes there there shouldn't be a, it I mean it, it kind of depends on where you are, but I, I think you know, I, I think the last couple of years there has been a very templated approach that a lot of managers take. Um you know, it's people it's like you listen to these podcasts and 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 read stuff on on Twitter, Reddit, wherever. And, you know, you kind of, there's like this group think that takes over and then a lot of people end up really disappointed. And I, I do think that there's this kind of cumulative effect of like, oh, you know what, maybe I want to like be a little different. Like maybe I want to, maybe I'm just speaking for myself here, but it does feel like, um, I think these are like all of these doubles and, and, in, in this kind of, you know, tricky game week 35 too. I mean, I just think that there's a lot of um, opportunity here to be creative and, and I guess I'm always thinking of the underdog manager. I'm always thinking of the managers listening to the podcast who's like in third place and trying to get to first. I mean, you know, a lot of this advice you can throw out the window if you're in first place. If you're in first place, you should just be playing extremely conservatively because it's probably <laughs> the approach that's going to win the league for you. Um, like
0: bringing in Virgil van Dijk.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, it, being conservative <laughs> is typically the way to go. Uh, I did make some joke on Twitter about how every time I'm conservative this year, it's it's like uh, the Hurt Locker style, like blown up in my face. Um yeah. but, uh, but I do think, in, despite that, I do think that... Bay it was a good joke. It was okay. I don't actually think anyone's <laughs> face gets blown up in, in the Hurt Locker. But. <laughs> uh, speaking of blowing up,
0: I think it's time to blow up this podcast, Joshua.
1: All right, Brandon. Uh, you can support the podcast on Patreon at patreon.com slash Cheating uh we're gonna do at least you know one more patreon exclusive podcast before the season's over we're also planning on doing some patreon exclusive world cup stuff uh which uh brandon and i was trying to figure out how to do we want to do some kind of we might give away like an actual trophy or something that's what we were talking about over the weekend so we're gonna we're gonna figure out something cool for our patreon supporters um you gotta subscribe rate and review the podcast on itunes stitcher and google play um you know or wherever you get your podcasts and um uh, what else brandon
0: there were even people on our Slack channel talking about how they could rate our podcast on places like Pocket Cast or whatever like places I'd never heard of before. Yeah, yeah. So uh there there you could go to all 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 far flung corners of the earth to give us five stars. Uh but yeah, also find us on SoundCloud where that's the home base for all our audio files. And uh, follow us on Twitter, where Josh is making his amazing Herlocker jokes. <laughs> uh, and lots of tweets are live during the matches. So follow us at Hail Cheaters and Facebook, where facebook.com slash alwayscheating. And as I'm fond of saying, if you zoned out during the last 30 seconds, heck, just go to alwayscheating.com. It's very easy to remember. And everything that we just said is right there for you. You got it. So, uh, Joshua, I, I wish you luck in this ghosty... Blank of a game week, uh try not to. It's one of those like blink or you don't blink or you'll miss it.
1: I know. Weeks. Yeah. Thankfully, I'll be I'll be in. A, I'm actually going to a wedding this weekend, so I will I will not miss. I will not. I, I do not think I'll be able to watch most of the least exciting game week of the year. um This so, is like yeah.
0: a like a champ the uh, championship Sunday um, mm-hmm. or relegation Sunday. Those are one of the few days. In which all of the matches are played on one day. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's true. Well, it's also the NCAA tournament weekend, so my, this is the weekend when I really, I, I kind so much of, sports. I, I kind of switch off my 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 soccer slash football brain and and really uh, and, and turn on my college basketball brain. So, uh, go Michigan State! Um, make that Sweet Sixteen be Duke, to yeah, the final four let's 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 make it happen so um, go go steve mounier and hail lord surlot hail surlot hail Mbakani too of course praise Mbakani. we always praise yeah, wherever
0: you are Mbakani. we're we're sending you goodwill okay. wherever you good are
1: we want to thank you, you... <laughs> <laughs> okay
0: yeah. send me some team name uh team name suggestions i need it i need a boost all
1: right cheers good luck this weekend everybody Bye. <clears throat> okay.
0: All right. Get us started
1: here. Okay. Here we go. Game week thirty-one I'm is. S-
0: sorry, we gotta. <laughs> like I planned it. It's like yeah, I'm trying right. to throw you off. It's like yelling at a guy shooting a free throw.